Student Ministry Center in the heart of Trucksville, Pennsylvania. It's Apex Tonight with Pastor Chris. Tonight, join Pastor Chris and his guest, youth pastor at Peckville Assembly of God, Kyle Dross, and featuring the legendary Apex Worship. I'm very excited tonight. We have a very special friend that I'm excited to introduce to you. Um, so could you give a warm Apex Tonight welcome to Kyle Dross. I also appreciate you bringing your own water because my cup is every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at them and I don't even like Thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate that. That is, yeah, that's true. That's a great point. <clears throat> so Pastor Kyle is the youth pastor at Peckville Assembly, um, and so he's right down the road in the Scantron area, and um, so we're just super glad to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here. Could you, we have a little picture of your family. Could you introduce yeah. us to your family? Yeah. Oh, goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Matt approved. I, uh, yeah, it's my wife that you're seeing there, and our son. Our son will be two. Everybody say, aw. Two in February. Don't do that because they know now they know it's a pastor thing. They thought I was clever for doing. Yeah. Everybody say, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, my son and my wife is actually she's not fat. She's thirty and a half weeks pregnant. <laughs> so she's thirty five and a half weeks. That's wow. that's a joke. That's uh, um, tough crap. Tough crap. She's uh, so she'll be having a baby, another one anytime soon. Cool. Yeah. So did you say your your son's name? Did I miss that? No, Clayton. Clayton. Awesome. Yeah, my wife is Alyssa. Okay, did you, uh, what do we know about this new baby? Do we um, know a gender? Do we know a name? Yeah, a it's a boy. Okay. Know. It's a secret name? <laughs> no. Uh, Car right. Carson Clark. Carson? I love that yep. name. Carson is such a good name. And we already picked out uh, Instagram handles for them both. Good. <laughs> yeah. Wow, as a good parent would. <laughs> Thank you. So I heard that there's a great story about you meeting your wife. Is that Yeah, true? so when I went to Bible college, um, I, had, I had a girlfriend. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Who is not my wife? <laughs> so That's a great way to start. Uh, she loves when I tell these stories, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. So anyway, so she was you know chasing me around that kind of thing. No, I actually I I I like hard made fun of her like bad. Like I don't know what it is like. If it's it's probably just my personality. Like if I really like you, I'm yeah, probably yeah, yeah. gonna like make fun of you. You I know. Um, I get in trouble. I have to like. There yeah. comes a point in friends where I'm like. You should know that from here on out, I'm probably going to hurt your feelings right. for a couple times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and then we will be, right, yeah. <laughs> so I was in the lunchroom, and uh, so she would walk in, and I would always, like, just be, like, like roaster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so Aww. she walked up to me, and she's like, you're not my type. Uh, all this stuff, she, like, reams me out. And I was like, I don't know what you're getting all defense about. I have at least one girlfriend that I know of, you know? <laughs> And uh, she's like, that right there, that's how I can tell, I, you know, like all this stuff. And uh, yeah. so long story short, she got my number because now she wants to play back, you know. She thinks all she's right. going to get me at my own game. And so she texted me, and she's like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I don't know who it is. Don't, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's you know, this girl. Yeah. Yeah, unknown. And uh, some 607 area code number. And uh, – She's like, blah, 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 hi, how are you? I'm like, who's this? And she's like, oh, it's your future wifey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, she wasn't trying to hit on me. She just, like, she was trying to roast me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but joke's on her. 
<laughs> Married two kids later. That's dog. awesome. Yeah. So, Out of my mouth were almost the words, who's laughing now? Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, wait, what if that's his punchline? Because yeah. we're already on the same wavelength that's that right. I didn't want to yeah. mess you up. So um, every week at Apex Tonight, we have the opportunity to talk to people that are not usually here. And people hear my voice a lot, and they get tired of it, and they didn't tell me that, but I presume. Um, so we bring people in for this interview, and we ask them all the same question. What is God speaking to you right now? And, uh, and I'd like to start there, just at the question, what does it mean to you to be, you know, like, in tune with God? Because we say, you know, we should always be talking to God. He should always be talking to us. But right. what does it mean to you when you hear that question right. that God is speaking to you? Yeah, I mean, I think Jesus put it, put it pretty plainly. Um, he said, I don't do anything. And I'm going to paraphrase, like, a bunch of scriptures. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said... We're not even going to put them on the screen tonight, so we're just going to paraphrase away. He, he said, uh, "He said I don't really do anything unless God's leading me or God or the Father is speaking to me to do it. Yeah. And then he also said this, which is pretty pretty wild, and I don't step on toes, I stomp on them. Mm. So he, he said this, he said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. Yeah. A clear way to know, at least to check your heart, mm. is are we still hearing the Father's voice That's on a good. regular basis? Yeah. Um, I, I, for me personally, uh, I, I don't try to do anything just in my own reasoning. Yeah. I've seen what the world can offer in their reasoning, and as impressive as it might seem, it doesn't hold a candle to what God sure. can do. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's people who, who are just just <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> I, I was in a, a store one time. This guy told me he was a prophet. He couldn't make a prophet, but he was a prophet. <laughs> and... Uh, he says, yeah, there it is. And he brings my dad down and says, you know, pastor, you're here. And he goes, and I want your input. So my dad's like, my, my parents are, they've done some stuff in business and things like mm -hmm. that. And my mom's family's all in business. And, you know, oh, you know, there's, you know, some you know, smart things you could do. It's a consignment yeah. shop, whatever. And uh, he goes, well, that's all well and good, brother. But the Lord spoke to me and he told me to take a sponge and dip it in the, the purple paint and put it on the walls and everything like that. I remember being like eight years old and thinking to myself, like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> His consignment yeah, shop didn't yeah. even last a month. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, that guy is still oh. in ministry to this day. Yeah. Um, so some people are really spiritually whack jobs. Yeah. And they, they give guys like me and you a bad name. Absolutely. Because we yeah. claim dependency on God. Right. Um, I would say this, like, it's almost comparable to a foundation on a home. Just because there's bad foundations out there doesn't mean that there's good homes built sure. on good foundations. That's good. Jesus said, I'm the chief cornerstone. And so we build our hope on him. Yeah. And I think if you, you build on something, then you should have a good relationship with him as well. That's good. And yeah. so I don't, I, don't have to, I, don't, I don't have to go somewhere to hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just ask him, you know, and as crazy as this might seem, like I've asked God like really practical stuff. Yeah. And it's like, all right, God, yeah. like, I need to know X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's not like he comes down and he's like, all right, Kyle, glad you finally asked me. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm glad you're going here because this was my question. Yeah. What does this look like on a practical yeah. level? Um, you know, I've, I've, I've audibly heard the voice of God once in my life. Yeah, right. That's when I got called to ministry. Right. Um, I'm one of the very few people I know that's, that's had that opportunity. Sure. Um, but I, I also know that God can speak through a lot of different things. Yeah. And to me, when I hear God's voice, it seems to be coming from a lot of different directions as well. 
Sure. Yeah. So, describe that. Like when I was when I was coming back from Alaska, um, I had like a bunch of people reach out to me about like what's next in ministry mm. for me. One was my district superintendent, and oh. uh, another one was was a pastor. I did, I did his youth conference, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, uh, um, I th- I really feel like he's like this is weird. He's like, but it's like God's launching you out in ministry, although you're already in ministry and all this mm. stuff. So, um." It's not it's not weird hocus pocus stuff nothing like that. It's just simple. When I talk to my dad, it's not weird. Sure, yeah. It's the same way when I talk to God. Yeah. It's not like oh like oh boy I got the goosebumps today. It's like okay fine like well, whether you get the goosebumps mm-hmm. or whatever, it's are you is your relationship strengthening and right, growing right. and deepening. And is there more trust and faith at the end of the conversation? Yeah, but I, I don't know why we want the goosebumps so bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's easier to quantify than I, I have this feeling and I think it's right. from God. It's right. easier to just say, well, I had the goosebumps and I yeah. heard the audible voice and that's what yeah. we look for. But way more often, it does not look like that. No. Way more often, it's it's a feeling. First, I read the scripture and it, it yeah. was like, wow, sure. that does seem to line up. Yeah. And then a friend, a mentor said, hey, you should be doing this. And I'm like, okay. Now that all these things have, uh, I was just talking to somebody recently and they said, finding the will of God is more like driving down a highway and you see a, you don't, there's not sign after sign after sign. Like you see a sign and then another few miles, yeah. 10, 20, 100 miles, you see right. another sign. Sure. And so you're following the will of God and you're, you're right. in tune to the spirit looking yeah. for that sign, for that voice, no matter what form it's taking. Yeah. So for you, what in your life right now is God saying to you that you're learning from God, that, that he is speaking to you and you are uh, growing closer to him? What is, what is that sticking out to you right On now? On a personal slash ministry level, um, I really feel like the Lord's leading me into a season of raising up uh, student leaders, things mm. like that. Uh, I, I really seeing kings inside of shepherds. Yeah, that's good. Looking at somebody like, this is going to sound really kind of radical, I don't even believe that you have to be saved in order for you to have God potential. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. You know, um, and, and, and here's why. Because every disciple begins a decision. Sure. So you could be sitting here tonight and you're like, I don't even believe in God. I want to have the faith to be able to say, look at your life and say, mm-hmm. you know what? I still see that king inside of sure, you. Sure, absolutely. You yeah. know, and um, when I was, when I was in, in Nome, Alaska, uh, I, I watched God pick a guy like Austin, Pastor Austin Jones, where we're in a village ministering, and put him on that stage at uh, at Pendel uh, Youth Convention, yeah, and in front of six thousand teenagers. And so I kind of have just this funny belief that God can make it happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. And so that's really kind of been our focus, even in ministry. Yeah. First time guests, I'm look at them as student leaders. That's great. Um, yeah. You know people we minister to on the streets things like that i don't care if they 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 spit at me and laugh at me and walk away they're gonna be a student leader one day in the name of jesus sure you know um so that's on a personal level you know and on an extra personal level aside from ministry i want to be the best husband and father i could be that's good yeah um you know what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet loses Mm. his soul and i would say as well loses household yeah yeah um and so i don't care i don't care how, how anointed we are to preach at the end of the day, I want to make sure that my son Clayton and my next son Carson and my wife Alyssa 
know that I'm still still the man that God's yeah. called me to be at home. Well, I hear you talking a lot about potential. All over there yeah. is it's it's potential. And sure. and you referenced seeing the king inside of the shepherd. Yeah. And that's so good. And if you're not familiar, that's David. The, the King David we read about in the Old Testament right. was a shepherd when the prophet came into the house and said, Jesse, give me your sons. One of them's going to be king. Yeah. And he said, no, that's not it. No, that's not yeah. it. Do you have any more around? And he wasn't invited because he was in the back watching over the sheep. That's right. And uh, as a little shepherd child yeah. was was anointed as the next king. Um, so what do you, is, is that for everyone? I, and I'm not exactly sure what I'm asking here, so, so I'm going to vamp while you think about it. <laughs> but but is, the, is, the, is there a king inside of everyone? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. So tell yeah. me what you think about that. It's not, when, when, when I say I see a king inside everybody, I don't mean that you're going to go and wear, wear a crown on this earth right. and, and sit on, on a throne. And, Probably not, no. actually. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky if you sit on the throne that's inside your bathroom, you know. <laughs> right. um, but uh, <laughs> I figure there's middle schoolers here. Yeah. Uh, but why, why not, you know, like people used to say when, when I was a kid, oh, you're called to do great things. Mm. Okay, but why didn't why didn't they say that to my friends who joined the military? Mm. Why why didn't they say that to my my, my friends who are, are electricians and plumbers or who are attorneys and doctors? That's great. So I'm called because I'm gonna preach, preach, pray, and prophesy, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I understand what that means because obviously there's a di- distinction between between the fivefold. Sure. But the Bible also says that we're now a royal priesthood. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm Not th- because I'm called to be a pastor, no. because I'm a son of God. No. I'm going to throw a little bit of a theological curveball that probably doesn't belong in youth ministry, but I'm going to do it. All right? I love that. <laughs> um, so craziest story in the Bible is a guy who tried to study the Ark of the Covenant, right? Mm. And gets struck dead. Yeah. I read that, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, do you know why that happened? Tell me. He never followed the instructions. Yeah, he said, God said, don't touch this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't touch this thing. It, should, it shouldn't have been on a cart. They had to carry mm, it. And also, right, right, right. it can only be carried by priests. Fast forward to the New Testament, the Bible says, but we're a royal priesthood. Mm. In other words, we carry that same power that when people mistakenly carried it, struck them down. Sure, that's so, good. And then twice in the Old Testament, it says, uh, pretty much, don't mess with men of God and women yeah. of God. Yeah. So I think that, uh, the transformational power that it would take to say change this community in Trucksville, uh, or let's pick maybe a bigger target like like Wilkes Barre. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I think that that takes everybody from uh, people who are in pulpits to people who are behind desks, absolutely. To people who are on TV, to attorneys, to politicians, to plumbers, to electricians, to everything like yeah. that, and not just say, well, geez, uh, you know, you're a youth pastor, so you have to live extra holy. Hmm. Like, well, how about the fact that we're all called to live holy? We're right. all called as kings. We're all called as priests. Right. And really, uh, you know, and if I could just kind of be a little extra bold. Yeah. I think that sometimes what we do is we kill that king and priest on the inside of us. Mm. You know, the king is there to is there to multiply resources. You know, every business person on the inside has a king spirit. Hmm. So. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, man, I'm only 15, but I, I have blueprints and ideas that I yeah, know are yeah. gonna change the world. Run with them. Yeah. That's the king on the inside of yeah. you. Don't 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 quench that out because you know you you feel that it's uh, um, that it's it's too big. Yeah, it's a part of your calling. Like, That's right. He doesn't just call pastors. Doesn't just call pastors. That's in, in short, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that kind of uh, 
what do you, as you're training new leaders, what are some things that you start out with? What are some of the things that you're like, okay, in order to, to begin to realize that potential, yep. that, to become the king as you are a shepherd, yep. um, what are some of the things that you go to first that you're like, this is some things you need to, to learn and, and grow in? I mean, obviously, the, the, the message of the cross is chief. Yeah. You know, um, that Jesus came and did for us what we can never do for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that's the crux of the gospel, and you never graduate beyond that, right? Sure. But that's our foundation that Jesus is the cornerstone. Yeah. Um, but as well, I ask students, if you could do one thing inside this church, and don't tell me preach or lead worship, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but if you could do one thing, and some of them are going to tell me that anyways. Right, because right. Because they're called. I get sure, it. Sure, sure. But if, if you could do one thing, what would it be? Well, I, I love running track. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about how you can start something and lead on that track and field. Yeah, yeah. Um, people come to me man i just really really love love music and for me i'm like oh cool you like to play the guitar and they're like no i like to make mixtapes i'm like what are you mixing and what's a tape you know like, <laughs> but at the same time there's a king inside that yeah chamber. absolutely even though i don't get it there is god potential in that absolutely still. yeah and so finding that out and i'm big on personality tests mm, yeah um, me too I, 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 i'm a fan <laughs> yeah you know? uh and so I love Myers-Briggs and Enneagrams and disc assessments and yeah. you name it, you yeah. know. Uh, and then I, I also, I want to see your commitment level. Mm. Too many people will come to me, and I'm, I'm sure same with you. Oh, Kyle, I want you to mentor me. Okay, how about you show up freaking on a Saturday first? You know? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Then I'm too busy to mentor you. Yeah, right. You know, like, I, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but at the same time, like, so I look for that commitment level too. And there's like... There's like two levels here, like seeing, um, having someone to see the potential in you. Yeah. What does it look like to see the potential in other people? Like, sure. so I'm, I'm shifting the focus from the person that is yeah. becoming a king to you as the, as the Samuel in that story, as yeah. the person that is seeing that in them. So like in this room, what does that look yeah. like for the people in this room? I would say if you're, if you're in this room, and he didn't ask me to say this, but if you're in this room, you need to go to Pastor Chris effectively and you need to ask him, what can I do around here to further your vision here wow. in Trucksville? Um, you don't need to be in another youth ministry. God has you planted here for a reason. And maybe you're like, well, Pastor Kyle, I've been in a bunch of different youth ministries. Well, stay here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And ask him what his vision is and serve his vision. And again, he never asked me to say that. But it's very freeing when you know yeah. people have your DNA. Yeah. In wow. other words... When I say that, not like physically, they didn't spit in your eyes. Right. <laughs> but in other words, you're not, you're not serving underneath him just because you think it's going to serve you in return. Sure. It will serve you in return, but you're serving his vision. So if you're here, serve his vision and ask him, what can I do? Maybe you can ask this question. What, what, what could I do that no one, no one else will do around mm. here? Maybe, maybe they refuse to do it. If it's cleaning the toilets. Mm. But you guys have clean bathrooms anyways. But, you know, <laughs> but it, whatever it might be, yeah. maybe it's stacking chairs. Like yeah. students come to me and say, Pastor Kyle, I'm going to see the nations get shaken by the power of God. I'm like, okay, how about you shake your school first? Yeah. And before then, how about you shake these chairs at the end of the night and put them away? Yeah, that's good. You know? We have this conversation like on an adult level often. Yes. Like changing the adult coming to church from a consumer to a contributor. Yes, yes. We, I do not have this conversation in student ministry often. So I'm, okay. I'm glad that you're bringing it up this idea and uh and I, like you said i did not ask you to say that but that no. is is 
Like when I tell people, like when I just sent a couple of kids to Valley Forge, I said, be super weird, have lunch with a professor. Yeah. Like get close to leaders, yeah. serve leaders, yes. because that is how you get more like Jesus, because that's, that's right. what Jesus did. Yeah. He washed feet. <laughs> like that's he right. served right. over and over again. And uh, that is, it, it, that helps you find that potential. Right. When you put yourself in the position to be spoken into, yeah. to have that calling um, brought out of you, you, are put, you, can, you right. don't have to wait that's what I'm saying. You don't no. have to wait for a Samuel to show up in your life to say, no. you're a king. No. You can look for it. Yeah, you can okay. start serving now, just like David was. That's good, That's good. yes. So there was another thing that, that I know you wanted to talk about, and yeah. I'm so glad you came out to Kanye West's song. Yeah. And so when we talked about what is God speaking to you right now, uh, I don't know if it was the day of or the day after that album came yeah. out. And uh, so if you don't know, Kanye West, the rapper, has put out a new album this a couple this past week, and uh, it's gospel music. Like it yeah. is, it is. There's it's filled with scripture yep. about how God has changed his life. So, what are some of your thoughts on this whole Kanye situation? Sure. And so, I was backslidden as a teenager, smoked pot, drank beer, a lot of liquor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sold drugs a little bit with my brother mm. um, in the church bathroom at youth group. Wow. So. <clears throat> That's not a word of knowledge. <laughs> um, Someone's convicted yeah, in the back. Yes. Oh, man. I picked the wrong night to be here. <laughs> I would have never thought that about you in uh, a million years. Yeah. You told no, me. you know, and it wasn't for a very long period of time. But uh, I was with my, 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 my buddy Tanner, and we were in his car, and I was like 13, 14, something like that. And we weren't exactly, um, we weren't exactly reading our Bibles. <laughs> and uh, so we, he put this Kanye West song. Now, this is like, this is... This is a few years ago. This is about 10 yeah. years ago, nine years ago, something like that. And uh, it, it's the song Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. And so, which by the way, I didn't know there's obscenities in it because like I probably wasn't in the right state of mind when I first heard the song. <laughs> right, right. But being a PK, I like rose up and like, like, holy crap. Like, yeah. This guy has like a, a connection to God, yeah. you know? And then he goes this other direction where he thinks he is God. Hmm. And... Then he comes back around, which if you follow him on Instagram, listen, he's not the most polished guy in the world, you yeah. know. Um, him, Kim, uh, his wife, their kids, like the pictures of them getting baptized and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. so I, I saw this like years and years and years ago that there was some type of uh, receptivity to the gospel. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, and I love throw, throwing theological curveballs, okay? <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard this. People say, well, Saul hated uh, God. Hmm. People will say that about Paul before he was, right. you know. Well, he just hated God. I don't believe it. Hmm. He he loved what he knew of God. It's Judgment. It, 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 yeah, and it, yeah. Was, it was the same with Kanye. Hmm. Kanye thought that God was out there to make him a God. But when he had the revelation that God came, that as jacked up, left lost and lonely as he was, hmm. God made him, yeah, obviously in the image and likeness of him, but he didn't make him to be equal with God. Right, right. And so he has this revelation that he needs to get saved. And guys like Rich Wilkerson Jr. and, and other yeah. people have been discipling him. And we pick on Kanye because he's re really like a hot topic right sure, now. Right. But I was reading in Acts chapter 8 and 9. So you get this guy Saul. He has a license to kill Christians. Yeah. Okay? Chapter 9 is his conversion. And then later in chapter 9, he goes to the church. And he's like, listen. I'm saved. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. And the church is like, screw you, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're the guy last week who was trying to kill me. Right. You know? And we joke around, but what if ISIS, now they're not going to, 
Okay. But what yeah, if ISIS right. was to walk through the door and like, sure. just got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost, let's go, let's write it, let's save this world for Jesus. We'd wow. be like, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. talking about? You know? So that's when I'm, I'm watching the situation unfold and I'm right, right in my daily reading, that's part of where I'm at right now is, is in that passage of scripture. And yeah. I'm like, man, like what I'm really seeing. So I was out walking my dog the other night and I was like, God, like why, why are some people just so like backwards toward this? Yeah. And, the, and that's why we're bringing it up. Cause yeah. I feel like some people in this room are probably like, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. So we're bringing it up because the church is having some, you know, circles of the church are some, having a problem yeah. with not many with, but some right right they're yeah, out there and too and, many yeah. <laughs> right yeah. right sorry so yeah. go ahead <laughs> um so i'm walking my dog and i'm having this conversation with god i'm like so why in the world lord again i'm practical with god just like i talk to god he's an intelligent he's an intelligent god i'm sure. him, like like you know he's dumb oh god uh, i need you to no i just <laughs> god like why i yeah. said why is that there's some people in the church who don't receive this hmm. and he spoke to me concerning acts yeah. And he said, he said this to me, which I thought was wild, because we pray for revival. And I really felt like this dropped in my spirit. What if the next greatest revival didn't look like really long church services for years and years and years, mm -hmm. but looked like from the top to the bottom, people getting changed and the culture changing and people stepping out? You know, there's people in high places of government right now that are coming out and saying, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. There's... Uh, Magic Johnson just resigned his job with the NBA. ESPN won't cover it. The real reason why he did it was because so he can serve in his Pentecostal church more. Wow. Um, who was the, the, the guy I just showed you before? You got, like, Justin Bieber? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. as um, far as stars, yeah. Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, yeah, right, right. Selena Gomez, um, other sports stars in the World Series right now. There's guys who are praying on field before the World Series even starts. Yeah. So we're praying for some great revival to come. And meanwhile, while we're praying for that, if we're not careful, we can miss the one that's already happening. Man. Yeah, right. And and in Kanye's song, um, I can't remember the name of the track, but you would. Because uh, I've, I've only heard it a couple times. Um, what have you been hearing from the Christians? Yeah. Yes, yes. They're the first ones to judge me and make me feel like I'm so alone and, yeah. and make me feel like nobody loves me. Wow. And like that is like people are looking at the church right now. Like yeah. no matter where you stand on Kanye's salvation, which you don't get to have a stance on that. Yeah, you don't. Um, <laughs> no matter where you are on that, right. like people are watching the church right now and yeah. saying, um, oh, I wish, wish I could remember the other stories, but like Toby Mack, his son his recently son just passed away. Right, yeah. right. And, and there are these, this list of things that are going on in the world sure. that people are looking at the church. What are we showing them? Yeah. Are we showing them division? Th division? We don't right. want this, this guy because of his past, which Jesus would have a fit over. Like, mm -hmm. that is not what he was about. So, like, people are looking at the church. What are they seeing? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Even. You mind if I throw, like, one thing in here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Sorry. No, do it. Right. To like yeah. have these like revelations and to just spread the gospel to yeah. this younger generation. Yeah. And then it happens and we're like not like that. Yeah. Right. My my uncle said this and I ripped it off of him and kinda of reworded it, but he said, I'm just glad that when Kanye came home to the father that he met the father, wow. not the older brother instead. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. too many of us in the church can play the older brother card. Right, right. Wow. So you got the, the prodigal son story. Prodigal son, yeah. yep. Yeah. Again, I, I'm going to paraphrase. Scripture. No, no, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're all the same. Yeah. That where this uh, the the son asked for his inheritance. Says, "Dad, I wish you were dead. Would you give me what yeah. you would give me when I when you died?" 
He goes and blows it all on, you know, wild living. <laughs> and then he comes back and the father, instead of saying, can't believe what you did to me, he right. embraces and throws a party for him coming back. And that is the father's love for us. So, all right. And then even in that story, it says, son, all that I've had has been yours this whole time. Hmm. Not just the paycheck I gave you, but right. everything. So as the church, we already have everything available to us. It's yeah. just we don't tap into it. Right. But in that, in that, um, that passage, he comes back and his older brother is saying, yeah. Dad, I've been here the whole time. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Which is a position you could take right now to That's people right. that are coming to the faith. That's right. It's um, good. But he is not the hero in that story. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but the father has open arms yeah. for every person who would call on his name. Amen. That's good. So what? we've kind of sprinkled practical things throughout, uh, but do you have any last minute uh, you know what? I'll let you step out. So as we transition the stage um, to get ready for worship, yeah. I'm going to have Pastor Kyle's going to step out sure. and kind of wrap some things up yeah. and maybe hit some practical things however yeah. he chooses to you take that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think practically speaking, I think that every single person who is here tonight, we're all faced with decisions every day. Everybody say decisions. So we, we, we make a big deal, and you should, over when we make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you, if you confess Jesus publicly here on earth, that Jesus will confess you publicly before God and all the angels. And so we celebrate that decision as we should. Because the Bible says when one person makes that decision, all of heaven rejoices. But I would also say this, it's not just a one-time decision, but it's an everyday decision. So you could be here tonight, maybe you're like, man, like some of the things that you said, they convicted me, they made me feel uh, uh, uncomfortable, but a good kind of uncomfortable. It's like going to the dentist, it, it, it might hurt your teeth, but at the end of it, you know you're gonna smile better. Um, so maybe you're here tonight and you're like, well, I, I, I wanna take this same attitude of receiving people into the family to my schools. Um, I wanna take this same attitude and this heart that God has given me tonight as a gift and see my brothers who aren't saved my sisters who aren't saved maybe, maybe you're here and you're like my mom and dad don't serve God and, and, and I feel like like every time I go to youth it's awesome but then I go back home and I go, I go it's like I'm going to the wolf's den here's what I'd say wherever you're at tonight I don't, I don't care if you feel like you're the most on fire person for God or you feel like you don't even believe in God or somewhere in between everybody has, has decisions to make and then most importantly we're going to stand before God one day and give an account of the decisions that we made so when I stand before God one day and he says to me what did you do with Jesus? I don't want to say, well, he was good for me, but he was only good for me. I want to say, Lord, I received Jesus, and then I did what Christians do. And what Christians do is this. We take that same gospel, and we spread it out to everywhere. He said, he's, Jesus said this right before he, he went on. He said, preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. I believe that you can have a specific call, but I also believe this. Wherever you go, it's your mission field. If you feel called to ministry tonight, and, and by that, I don't just mean a preaching ministry, I would say start where you are right now. Who are, who are three of your friends who don't know God? Who, who's your best friend who he doesn't understand why you can't come over his house on Wednesday nights because you're here? Invite him, invite her, bring them. Uh, whatever that looks like Sunday mornings maybe you attend here Wednesday nights go Sunday mornings to Back Mountain connect with the vision and uh, I think in, in most importantly when you share the gospel and you live a life of sacrifice at the end of it you can stand before God and say you know what God I did everything that you told me to do 
not saying I got it right all the time, not saying I was perfect. There's sometimes I blew it. There's sometimes that I felt like I was lost. There's sometimes I felt like I was lonely, whatever. But here's what I do know. I never missed an opportunity to do what you called me to do. I never missed it. I would rather do things for God in zeal and look like a fool than live a life uh, where, where I was so conservative and so uptight that I never want to step on anybody's toes. And so I just kind of glide through life. I'd rather get to the end of my life and say, you know what? I don't care if I looked like a fool at times. There was definitely times I was wrong. I think anybody with breath in their lungs can say that. But at the end of my life, I did everything I can to see heaven populated and see less people go to hell. That's my closing thoughts. Everybody just bow your heads for a second and close your eyes. I'm going to ask you a very important question. And hand this over to the worship team. Wherever you're at tonight, Every single person, the sound of my voice is either going to meet God as judge or as friend. And I'd rather meet him as my friend. Maybe you're here tonight and you just say, Kyle, honestly, I don't know how I'd meet God. Or you might say, I used to know God, but I feel like I'm really backslidden. I feel like I'm in a, in a place where I don't know him anymore. I don't hear his voice. I, I, I don't speak to him like you, like you talk about. You can just pray right where you're at right now and ask God, for a fresh revelation of his love, for a fresh, like, 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 like damp wood on the inside that gets lit with gasoline. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're good, that you're holy, that you're righteous, that you're faithful. We love you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord. But Lord, I thank you. I rejoice in the fact that our brother Kanye came home. Lord, are, are we basing our sanctification on his, 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 his relationship with you? Of course not, God, but we do rejoice in the fact that he came home. Lord, every single person who's here tonight, God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to them, convict them on the things, Lord, that don't please you, and point them to Jesus, Lord. We thank you for an awesome night in your presence, for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, everybody said.